This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. Thank you very much. And welcome to To Tell the Truth. Our first guest, he's made a career out of being the most outrageous imposter that we've ever come across on this show. And you're going to see what I mean. Number one, what is your name, please? My name is Frank William Abagnale. Number two. My name is Frank William Abagnale. Number three. My name is Frank William Abagnale. From 1964 to 1967, I successfully impersonated an airline pilot for Pan Am Airways, and I flew over two million miles for free. Semper Fi Patriots. In 1961, Hollywood created a show called To Tell the Truth. On that show, they had three individuals. One of them was the real person, and the other two were fake. They had a panelist that had to determine who the real person was, and at the end of the show, they would say, will the real person stand up? So I want to relate that to the United States Marines. And who are the real Marines? What makes Marines different? And also on the show, we're going to talk about China, because China wants to send in the Marines, last but not least, the Bonehead Award. Lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. So who are the real Marines? Well, let me tell you from a real Marine. I think it's a subject I absolutely have lots of knowledge with. So let's start from the beginning. In 1685, before the country was born, Tongue Tavern was created. Samuel Carpenter, a Quaker colonist from England, built a brew house in Philadelphia. This tavern, located on the waterfront of the corner of Water Street and Tongue Alley, was named the Tongue Tavern, reflecting the old English definition of the word ton, translated to barrel. Popular beer made the tavern and well-known spot among the colonists. And then just prior to the country becoming America, in November 10th of 1775, the Continental Congress commissioned Samuel Nicholas to raise two battalions of Marines. That very day, Nicholas went to the Tongue Tavern and appointed Robert Mullen, then the tavern proprietor, the honor of becoming the first U.S. Marine recruiter. Men flocked to the tavern to take up the arms as the first colonial Marines fighting for their new country in the American Revolution. Both the Marine Corps and the Tavern were celebrated during its relationship, and we still do that today. We know that's where the Marine Corps came from, Tongue Tavern. And the first recruiter was the owner or the proprietor of that Tongue Tavern. So that's where the real Marines come from. Throughout history, 
you can go online and you can see all the things that Marines have done. But the bottom line is Marine Corps, United States Marine Corps, that is, has done a lot for this world. And we have been many, many places fighting tyranny and oppression around the globe. So Marines also regularly train with international counterparts that are also called Marines from more than 15 different nations. For example, you got the ROC Marines, that's the ROK Marine Corps, which is part of the Republic of Korea. You have the Corps Marines, which is part of the Netherlands. You have the Corps of Royal Marines, which is in the United Kingdom. You also have the Republic of China Marine Corps. That's the Taiwanese Marine Corps, not the actual China nation or country Marine Corps. And finally, we have the United States Marine Corps, which is, again, the real Marine Corps and the first one in the history of the world. And we also commemorate the battles that we have fought, and a lot of tradition in the Marine Corps comes out from the battles that we have fought. One of those is the Marine Corps hymn. And the Marine Corps hymn actually tells about some of those first battles. In 1847, the Marine took part in Mexican-American War, during which they took Chapultepec, which is a castle in Mexico City, then went on to occupy that city. The Marine's hymn is a very well-known and states with the line from the halls of Montezuma, which refers directly to that battle in Mexico City. The next words are to the shores of Tripoli, which refers directly to the first Barbary Wars and the defeat of the city of Dima. Marine Corps has always had to fight against politicians who knew better than we do. This is the problem. We have a history throughout the Marine Corps where we have proven ourselves over and over again, but yet there are politicians that want to disband us. Over the many years, many politicians and, and U.S. Defense Department chiefs believe the U.S. Marine Corps should be disbanded and become part of the Army. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to prove them wrong. And because we are Uncle Sam's misguided children, we know better than they do, otherwise known as the USMC. However, there will always be a U.S. Marine Corps. During the Battle of Iwo Jima, James Forrester, at the time the Secretary of Navy, saw the flag being flown on top Mount Sarabachi in Iwo Jima, and he remarked to a U.S. Marine General, Holland, Holland Mad Smith. This is what we called this general back then, Mad Smith. And he said, Holland, the raising of the flag on Sarabachi means the Marine Corps for the next 500 years. So why is this still true today? All you got to do is ask a Marine. Ask a Marine, and we can tell you why the Marine Corps is still here today and why we need the Marine Corps. And I'm going to play a clip which is a recruiter video, but it really entails the truth about what the real Marine Corps is. Every branch of the military thinks they're the best. 
the Army handles the ground, the Navy's the sea, and the Air Force is the air. Well, in the Marine Corps, we can do all three of those. Because we're a smaller force, they have to do more with less. But we have one Marine who has a number of job specialties in the Marine Corps, and he can tap into those skills wherever he needs to. One of the things that we pride ourselves on is being ready when the nation is least ready. It takes a lot of commitment and dedication to do what we do. We are the force in readiness. A Marine Expeditionary Unit is capable of deploying anywhere in the world within a short period of time. The thing that appealed to me about the Marine Corps was really the, the discipline about it. I knew I could use that discipline as a thing to help me achieve some of the goals that I have later on in life, not just right then, but you know, continuously throughout my life. That's the foundation, that's the bedrock of everything that we do, and that's what we build upon. And then from there, we start to build them up with our set of core values of honor, courage, and commitment. They're gonna learn honor, honor for their country, honor for the core, their family, and they're also gonna learn a lot about courage. Uh, just not about physical courage, but about mental courage, and how to do the right thing when no one's looking and things of that nature. They're gonna learn how to be committed, to see it all the way through. We put better civilians back, you know, back into our society. We have those standards, and that's what the Marine Corps instills in you. It's gonna be hard. You're gonna show up to recruit training and you, your lungs are gonna burn and your legs are gonna hurt. Recruit training was a shocker. It was definitely a shocker. I found out that I was so much more mentally tough than I had ever imagined. You're gonna think I can't do this. And then you're gonna look at the guy next to you and you're gonna realize that you can. As all of you patriots know, I'm a retired U.S. Marine Corps gunnery sergeant because I have some bias to the Marine Corps, but I will tell you this. Every branch of the service in the United States has a certain mission and a certain job. And we have to rely on everyone to accomplish the mission so that we can defend our nation. So I'm not bashing any other service. I'm just telling you who the, Marine, the real Marine Corps is. That way you have a better understanding of why we've got to keep the Marine Corps in the forces Today, the Marine Corps is the smallest of the four branches of the nation. As our nation's forces in readiness, Marines are prepared to fight and win battles on land, in air, and at sea while holding true to our core values, which is honor, courage, and commitment. And we have proven ourselves multiple times, many different time frames in this country. And we will do it again tomorrow when we're called upon. The Marine Corps is what we call the nation's 911 force. You call and we respond. That's why we have to have a Marine Corps. We are ready to go 24 seven. And when the mission comes down, we go. That simple. And by the way, in case you didn't know this, the President of the United States can deploy the United States Marine Corps, not any other service, the United States Marine Corps can be deployed for 90 days without any approval from Congress because we are a reactionary force and we go and get the job done. A better way to put it is the Marines are door-knocking service designed to breach enemy territory and establish an entry point for the Army's strategic land capabilities. So we take hold of an area or country, specifically the beaches when we land, so that we can get a grasp of the Army ability to come in and strategically do the job that they need to do. So if every person in the United States could be a Marine, 
then it wouldn't be the Marine Corps. We are special. We train Marines to be that way, to do a specific job that is very difficult for lots of people, especially warriors. And if we don't give them the skills and the president calls on us, we're failing the nation. So finally, to prove my point about the United States Marine Corps, the Chinese leader, Zhang Cheng, whatever his name, Pin, Jin, Jin, Pin, tells Marines to focus on preparing for war. So the People's Liberation Army, which is in China, which are taking Marines, real Marines, are not part of China. So we are the real, real Marines. They think they have real Marines. But I'm telling you, they do not. Real Marines do not take over countries. And that's exactly what this Chinese leader said he wants to do. Tell the Marines, this Chinese dictator is telling his Marines to focus on preparing for war. So he's got a plan to send people, and I guarantee you, is to take over Taiwan and Hong Kong and the areas that are within the China Sea, better known as Asia. So this dictator of the CCP, absolute leadership over the armed forces and the need to guarantee that troops are absolutely loyal, pure, and reliable. Honor, courage, commitment. That's real Marines, and, but yet they got to come up with their little three little terms, again, duplicating what real, the real Marines are. According to the Chinese state-run media, he also spoke of passing on the red gene within the PLA Marines and developing a fighting spirit of not fearing and suffering death. I'm here to tell you that is not how the United States Marine Corps thinks. And there was a famous movie called Patton, and Patton comes up there and basically says, our job is not to die for our country, but to make the other person die for his country. So we don't go into war thinking we're going to die and preparing to die. We know we have the opportunity to be killed in war, but we're not there to die. We're there to do the job. So the remarks come as the regime has sharply escalated military presence on Taiwan in the recent months. The CCP considers the self-ruled island as part of its territory and has never ruled out using forces to bring in under the party's control. So that's what their plan is, is to take their Marines and take over these little islands and remove the independence that these people have. So what this is going to bring me to, last but not least as it relates to China, is the Pentagon has said over and over again that China is planning big increases in the nuclear arsenal. And if you look in the show notes, proof is there. Russia and China is building their nuclear arsenal. China likely plans to double its stockpile of nuclear weapons in the decade, including those designed to be carried atop ballistic missiles that can reach the United States. This is from the Pentagon. Again, go to the show notes and you can see the, the responses that the Pentagon has given and being a Marine and being in a 
secured environment, all I can tell you is this, it's true. What I learned when I was in the Marine Corps is still valid today when it comes to China. They are an aggressive force against the world, the United States, and all they want is power of the world. And it's a very dangerous concept of what the CCP is presenting to the world. And yet, for some reason, the world doesn't recognize that. Why the media and the world cannot understand, especially the United Nations, what China's doing. They are putting together billions, with a B, of people to do the job of this CCP party. That's how simple this is. Well, the real Marines are us, and we are the line of defense when it comes to doing the job that is necessary. And people say, well, these people got nuclear wars, nuclear weapons, and they want to go to a nuclear war and so forth. I'm here to tell you, even the CCP would have to think twice about using nuclear weapons, which means if they become aggressive, who are they going to call? U.S. Marines and then the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force of not the United States, but the United Nations. And we are the spearhead. We're the ones that's going to hit the ground running and take care of what I call the fake Marines. They may have a name. They may be trying to duplicate us, but they're fake. We are the real Marine Corps. We've proved it, and we'll continue to prove it. Which leads me into the Bonehead Award. Didn't have this individual before as a bonehead, but it's time. And there's many, many things that you can use to show that this individual is what I call a bonehead. In other words, stupid person. But this is a great example. And this is on CNN, no less. And they're asking Joe Biden if he opposes or calls China an opponent. And this is his answer. Do you view China as an opponent? Because the, the president says you've been too cozy with China, too, too accepting of them in the international community. I, I'm not the guy. Look, China, we now have a larger trade deficit with China than we've ever had with China. And in our administration, when the World Trade Organization he keeps going on about, just ruled that his, his trade policy violate the World Trade Organization. We sued. We went to the World Trade Organization 16 times. Do you view China 16, as an opponent? I view China as a competitor. A serious competitor. That's why I think we have to strengthen our relationships and our alliances in Asia. The question that is asked of Joe Biden is a very valid question, and it needs a valid answer, even coming from CNN. Do you oppose China? Because they oppose us, and they will oppose us. This is not about some kind of trade organization and whether our jobs go there, our jobs come there, that's an issue. Completely understand that. But when you talk about is China an opponent, what needs to be explained to American people is China is a deadly opponent of this world, and they will continue to do what they do best, to deceive the world into thinking that they're great, they have all these plans of being part of the World Health Organization. They don't want to go there, as you know. So the bottom line is China is fluffing their muscle 
but the muscle that they're fluffing is not being recognized by the world. All they want to do is pin this China trade deals back and forth with goods. Well, when are we going to start discussing China in the world and taking millions, if not billions, of lives? And they will. And if you think for a second you don't believe that, well, join the Marine Corps today. Join the services today, and you will have a better understanding of what the world situation is like. I ask you, please, to share this podcast far and wide so that other people can hear the truth and understand what's happening in the world today, specifically what is happening with China. If you don't look in the right places, if you don't bring the news, the real news into your heart and soul, you will have no understanding. And then someday you're going to ask your question, why? Why did we not stop China when we had the chance? Real simple. Because the media and lots of politicians are in that same CCP bed with the Chinese government. They're part of it, and they're infiltrated into our country. You cannot convince me any different. I know things, I read things, and I hear things that are not being told to American public. We need to make sure that we understand that, that Marxism and communism is here, and if it doesn't work, China will use their forces and their power to take over the world, if necessary, but specifically the Western society, because the Western society is, ex is the main thing that they're against. They're killing many, many people in their country, specifically religious people, because China, communism, or atheists, they do not believe in a god. They believe that they're the power, and therefore they can do whatever they want when they want, and however they want. That's a very dangerous ideology. We need to pray for these countries and hope that in the future coming that we're able to de-escalate these conceptual ideas of having these massive nuclear weapons to take over countries instead of using it as a deterrent, which is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Unfortunately, we have to deal with nuclear turret and we have to make people understand that you are cozy in your bed but if we don't put the right politicians in office in this country that are not communists that are not marxists we will continue to go down this road and they will eat this country from the inside real simple stand up show up and speak up this is the gunny out